Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the By Word Show. So glad you're here today. Y'all, we are in for a treat. Okay, we've got the decluttering queen herself here with us today, Ali Casaza. I'm so excited for you guys to hear from her a little bit about her journey and what she's doing. And I'm just ready to dive in. So Ali, really quickly, for those who don't know you yet, would you just tell us a little bit about your background, your story and what you do? Yeah, I'll give you the super short version because it's it's a lot and it's dramatic. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm Allie. I'm a mom of four. My only daughter is 14 now. And then my sons are 12, 11, and 8. Um, so busy. <laughs> yeah. Busy. yeah. Um, I started getting really obsessed with the idea of how our physical environments affect our mental state. Um, after my own personal story, I basically was a mom of three under three at the time. And um, I just, I was obviously overwhelmed, but I was more than overwhelmed. I was absolutely depressed. I was really, really struggling. Mm -hmm. I got to a point where I basically just like, if I'm really honest, I didn't really want to be a mom anymore. I felt like I had just gotten myself into deep. I didn't feel like I had any help, any support, all the tips and stuff just felt like empty and dumb. Organizing just comes undone in two seconds. Like that's not it. <laughs> and I just kind of had this epiphany moment where I was just like, what if I, all this stuff I'm cleaning up, all this stuff I maintain, and like, we just didn't have it anymore. We don't even need it. This is dumb. And um, I kind of went from there and just started getting rid of uh, all the extra toys that the kids didn't even need or really like, like they would just dump it all out because they were overstimulated and, and bored. Um, all of my clothes that just didn't fit me anymore. I had become a mom. My body changed. I just went ahead and let it go and stopped holding on to this old identity of myself and worrying about like, what if I need this later? And I just yeah. stopped. And I started to prioritize my mental health and the time that everything taking up space in my home was taking from me um, and just let that go. And from there, I mean, the, I just, I really became so happily obsessed with learning about this. Like, oh my God, like my depression is cleared and it's not coming back. My anxiety is less. I feel like a more present mom. I'm going to go ahead and like take on homeschooling as my daughter gets into preschool age. Never thought I'd be able to do that. I'm going to go ahead and start a blog and just start sharing about this online for women. Like I just started to expand as a person. Um, my relationships improved. My connection to myself improved because I had time to like think and feel and be a person other than just like maintaining my house, my kids, my life. And everything really just went from there. And now today, um, this is like, gosh, that's like 10, 11 years since then. Cause I had just had my Man. baby. Um, but seven years after turning it into a business, there is a trademarked method. We go through your home, your schedule, your calendar, how your days are feeling, your routines and rhythms, um, starting helping women start businesses. Um, there's like a second half of the business now with business coaching. Like it's just, it's crazy what happens if you just kind of follow an idea and don't stop. Yeah, that's so true. And honestly, it's just so crazy here. You talk about where you started, just like feeling overwhelmed with your stuff and then going on this journey of decluttering, not only your home, but then you start to realize, oh my gosh, all these other areas of my life are just overwhelmed, like way too full of stuff. And then you start to get this clarity. You start to have this space in your life. You feel good again. And 
I can totally relate to the overwhelm of just feeling like I have so much stuff. I can't even keep track of everything in my house. My kids got stuff in every corner and everywhere. Yeah, like a hundred trucks in every room. I'm like, how did we even get to this place? But it's just wild to see how, well, number one, how easy it is to get to that point. But then how much of a difference it actually makes, like you said, mentally. So like, why do you think this is such a struggle for women? Like, I feel like it's just easy to get in this routine of just feeling overwhelmed by all your stuff and all your life. Well, I think it's like what is normal is just kind of accepted. We don't really think about it. It's especially here in America, it's very normal to have a house overloaded with stuff, to have mm. birthdays and holidays and all these things where which my family does all those things very normal. Like my kids like things. They like toys. We do birthdays. We do Christmas. We do all of it. But it's just done with intention. And there's like mm. an intentional editing that happens in our house. We do it by seasons. Every time the seasons change, we take a look at what's feeling really heavy and we all declutter. It's very normal. My kids will do it without Mm. asking. Like it's a family culture thing, which we can talk about, but it's very normal to not do that. It's normal to have a lot of stuff everywhere. It's normal to have a 3000 square foot house overloaded with stuff, a garage that you like hope no guests open thinking (laughs) right and to be renting a storage unit for stuff that doesn't fit in the house like it my my brother has a good friend that is Italian like literally born and raised in Italy and when he comes to visit he is always like these houses are huge you guys have so much stuff like he is flabbergasted by the space (laughs) and that it's all full and same Like it doesn't need to be like that. It's we're very accustomed to maintaining the mundane pieces of our lives. And then that edges out the main purpose. You say your priorities are, you know, your connection to yourself, your faith, your relationships, your marriage, your family, your kids, your business, whatever. But day to day, most of your time is going to stuff that you don't even really like, use or need. And you're just noticing because it is very normal in this society to live this way. So it's almost like um, that analogy of like if you put a frog in cool water and you start to boil it while he's in there, it's slowly boiling the frog. He doesn't notice because it's just his environment is slowly changing. Mm. It's like we have to get ourselves out of that pot of boiling water and recognize what is happening and get intentional and be conscious creators of our life, of our time, where it's going, of our schedule, of our homes, instead of just like reacting the way everyone else does. Totally. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And it's crazy. You mentioned the family culture. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because it's so normal for us. And then we're moms now raising kids in this world where they're always hearing these advertisements of, you know, oh, you need this. And it's so great to have this. And then like, it's normal for us to all just want more and more and more. So what was it like for your family, like your kids, as you were starting to declutter that and shifting the entire family culture? Yeah. So when I originally was doing this, they were so little. Like Bella Mm. was like three and a half or something. Like she was so little. Um, So it was just very, it was definitely a lot easier because she was so little. So not 
really able to have a ton of conversations. Like, do you like, do you use it? Like I, and I also didn't know anything. I wasn't following a method like I have now. I just, there was no minimalism. There was no books. There was no trends. Like this was so long ago. This, there was nothing like that. So I was just a desperate mom kind of stabbing in the dark, like trying to find a solution that would make things easier. Cause I was really not okay. Um, Mm -hmm. but now like the kids have been raised in this. And once I figured it out, like I got pretty, I was like, okay, Christmas was coming shortly after that time of my life. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm just really not okay with undoing all of this work I just did to make things easier on myself. I'm feeling so good. And so I ended up, I started out by making a registry at Target and you can do this on Amazon as well, where I just sent it to relatives and grandparents that were asking like, what do the kids want? They really, this is like what would be really great. And just getting really intentional and like not caring if I was rude, like they're asking what the kids want, here it is. And just getting really intentional with that. And then from there, we started doing that every birthday and Christmas. Now the kids make their own registry. Like they make a list for Santa. Might as well make, like if people are asking what you want for your birthday, just do it. So that the gifts that are coming in are like things they really want. And then, like I said, every season change, we're like, okay, for me, it's usually my wardrobe because I do like my job is very, like I'm changing outfits, I'm filming, I'm going on TV and doing things like that. And then for the kids, it's like their toys and their clothes. They grow, they grow like crazy. And then they're, yeah. they're getting more techy. So it's like less stuff, more tech, which is great, but we just take a look at it. And it's just a normal family culture thing. Like I've started bringing it in like, Hey guys, I'm going to be decluttering this stuff. Why don't you come and help me when they were little? And so teaching them like, this is what we do. This is normal. And then it was like, let's go do your stuff. And if they didn't want to let go of anything or they were feeling really emotional or attached, there's several different types of kids attachment to things that I outline in my kid's book, be the boss of your stuff. You it's okay. Just like, but we're just showing them it's normal to do this. And over time, they realize just like the way you guys eat. If you're a vegan, your kids are going to feel really weird if you just serve like spaghetti and meatballs on Monday. (laughs) Real meat. And you're, and they're chopping up a cat. Like they're going to be like, what is going on? It's their culture to not have meat. So just like that, just like with anything, you can create and define your own family culture and your family's relationship with consumerism and things. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. And I think what you said about having the conversations with your kids, just making it really simple, like, do you like this? Do you use this? It's such a different conversation than I think most people's perception of minimalism is because it's not just, okay, you need to get rid of everything you own one pair of shoes, one pair of pants, you got one outfit that you wear on repeat. Like it's not just, okay, you have to get rid of everything. Cause when I've had conversations with some people about decluttering, simplifying minimalism, all that, they're like, Oh my gosh, I could never do that. I could never like live that lifestyle. It's so extreme, but I love the way how you talk about, it's not really so much what you're losing. It's actually what you can add to your life. Once you start to filter what you're actually including in your life, right? So what kind of hesitations do you hear like that from women? And then how do you help people kind of reframe their process, their their, their perspective on yeah. decluttering? So most people immediately, it's so interesting because I'm a, like a very spiritual person. I'm always like learning and growing in that regard. And that like human beings are always projecting their own 
stuff onto other people, especially right. close to them. And it's so funny to me because every single time people will immediately go to their spouse or partner. Like, well, my, he's never going to be on board with this. So I just can't, like, how do I get him on board? How do I get him on? That's like the number one question. It is still the number one search term on my website. It is like all everyone cares about. And it's like, babe, you haven't even done anything yet. <laughs> right. You just started. You could still like, don't like look at him and what your partner's doing or what she's worried about. Like focus on you and just like you can change your things, your stuff, your wardrobe, the things that are in your control. And then just talk, open up, share about what you're learning, what's helping you. When I was first starting out and I got rid of like the kids' toys and all that, like, I just was like, no, we're just simplifying everything. By the way, in the book, I talk about how there's layers to this. At that point in my life, I needed to be pretty extreme. I was not okay. At this mm. point, I'm not sitting here, oh, like, we don't really need these dishes. We should get rid of them. Like, I don't care. I don't even do the dishes anymore. Like the kids do the dishes now. So like, I, it's just, there's levels and layers. And I think in the minimalism community, that's not a thing. It's all very extreme and it's almost a competition to see who can have like yeah. the whitest, cleanest house with the fewest amount of things. And all the baby's toys are wooden and cute and aesthetic. And like, I don't care about that. I care about the quality of my life. So this way of being is just different. But yeah, people automatically go to their kids and their partner and looking at like, well, they're never going to get on board with this. Um, so that's interesting to me. But Brian, at the time that I was doing this, he really came from a hoarding background and he had good reason for mm. a lot of the psychological stuff that was just like, his things are very important to him. And so he was really resistant and we just came to an agreement like, okay, I'm, you, I'm never going to declutter anything that's yours. You can have the – our closet, our master closet was huge. You can just make it as messy as you want. My side will be good, but your stuff can be as messy as you want. And the garage, and I'll just put your things in those places, and I'm never going to, like, violate your your privacy and, like, your stuff. Like, I would, I never got rid of anything that was his that he didn't want me to get rid of, nothing like that. And we lived like that for a couple of years before he came around and realized, like, mm -hmm. I'm really making a lot more work for my family and for myself. Like, I'm on board with this. And now, ever since then, it's been chill. So don't be so obsessed with trying to get people around you on the same page as you. It's not fair. You stay in your own lane. You stay on your own page. You work on yourself and let that spread outward naturally. Um, so I would say that's the biggest piece of resistance with this stuff. Oh yeah. I can totally see that. Cause I've thought the same thing and personality wise, even my husband and I are just very different. Like the way he like walks around the room, the things he sees, it's just different. And so there have been times where I've had conversations with him about it and it just, I mean, it just causes more frustration when you're trying to get everybody to agree with you. And so you're so right. Like switching it from, okay, we need to own only X amount of things to this is about the quality of my life. Like that's what really makes a difference because who wouldn't want that? Right. Like that's Absolutely. amazing. Those conversations. Like I'm really learning about this and this is making a huge difference. Don't focus on the things because I'm not focusing on the things and the method I teach doesn't focus on the things either. It's like I'll get practical when it's helpful. But other than that, we're really focusing on the feelings, the intention mm -hmm. behind it and how things feel to you. Like I'm always 
going to avoid giving like, okay, you should have seven pairs of jeans, a black boyfriend style jean, whatever. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be like, well, what makes you feel hot as hell? Those are the jeans you should keep. Totally. And I feel like that's such a good rule to keep to or not like rule, but just like a, a lens kind of to filter things through because as you buy new things, it's like, you know, the standard then like, I am not going to bring anything else into my home, into my life, into my environment that I don't love. That's not going to serve me. That's not going to benefit me. That doesn't make me feel like my best self. Like, no, not at all. Like this is decluttering as an act of self-love. And that mm. is what I love about it. That's I love that because it really does translate into every area of life. I mean, you're teaching women this not only in their home, but in their business, their personal life. It translates to everything. So like talk about how this approach to simplifying kind of just overflows into every area, like you said. It's hard for it not to. I started with home and as I've developed my business and started to really work on like this, this method that I knew was going to be mine, I really looked at every angle. I studied other women. I would go into their homes, sit and talk with them, interview them for like hours, spend the day just watching them, observing them, like function with their family, taking notes. Like just because I started at home doesn't mean that everyone should. I really wanted to create a method that was perfect and worked for Mm. everybody in different socioeconomic statuses, like different backgrounds, everything. And it's always the same. And it's been the same for 10 plus years. You start at home because the physical environment affects everything else. After that, you are now in an environment that is conducive to you loving yourself, realizing how worthy you are of things being easy and light and not making things unnecessarily harder for yourself to just function and run your run your house, run your life. Like basic day-to-day things are not as difficult. Yeah. From there, it's like, I wonder what would happen if I did this with like everything like my schedule and the way my days are feeling. Like, why am I going to this Wednesday afternoon obligation that I've been doing for three years when I really don't like it? I feel underappreciated. It's, it's soul sucking. It really, I have to miss, you know, my kid's soccer practice for it. And I don't even want to be here. Like, I think I need to reevaluate this. Then that's going to bring up your people pleasing tendencies. If you have them, the fact that Mm -hmm. you're doing things like out of obligation to other people, that so everything comes in the method comes back to self love and self worth. I can walk into your home and immediately within seconds know your level of self worth and self love just based on looking at how you have things. And it's not a judgment wow. thing, it's just a reflection. It's a mirror. Your physical environment and your calendar are always going to be mirrors of where you're at self love and self worth wise. It's it's not bad or wrong. It's just signs. What, what do you want to take from it? So look at your calendar. How many things are you doing just because you think you have to, or you're afraid to cancel? You're afraid to say no. You don't want to back out. You don't want to inconvenience anybody, but you're walking around inconvenienced, bitter, angry, disconnected Mm -hmm. from yourself, not happy with how much time you have to just breathe or read a book or do nothing. Like doing nothing takes up the most space on my calendar. I literally have Friday night is self-love date, 7 to 11 p.m. It's self-love. I take myself out to dinner. I say I have a glass of wine or, you know, two, three. We'll see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I have dinner. I get dressed up. 
I relax. I bring a book sometimes and like I'm that girl sitting at the bar just enjoying and being. My mornings are completely blocked out every day, 6 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. is my morning ritual. Like I appreciate myself and you can see that by the way I have my home laid out and set up and how easy it is for me to run it. Um, the, The teamwork in our family, the kids' chores list, like if mom is a mirror of self-love and self-appreciation, then that's what the kids are going to be learning too. Everyone has that. The kids get to choose like what their contribution is with the chores and stuff. I'm not like you do the dishes and you have to do them every day. And if you don't, you lose, you lose tech. It's like, what do you like to do? I know that no one really loves doing any of this, but I'm, this is my mom's contribution. This is dad's contribution. This is, you know, whatever. What do you really want to do? And everyone picks their chores. Like I'm teaching them that we have to run our lives, but we also love and honor ourselves. So if there's something that someone just really hates, or doesn't want to do, they don't need to do it. So if that makes sense, it's like living out this mirror in your calendar, in your business, in your work, in your home of self-love, self-adoration even. And letting it seep through every area and showing your kids that you're worthy of that. You're worthy of living in a home that works for you, not against you. And you're worthy of beautiful things that make you happy just because they make you happy. And you're worthy of a calendar that you can't wait to wake up and take action on. That's such a good point. I love that idea of how, I mean, your space really does reflect what's going on. And then you get to also model for your children based on how how you treat your space, how you treat yourself, how you treat your life. Like it's all reflective of how you're feeling because I mean, how many times do women feel so overwhelmed and they've got a home that's just flooded with toys and stuff that you just have to manage. Like it's just another thing. And it's just, it's crazy to me how much of an impact it can make not only on us, but on our kids, on our, you know, family, friends, whoever's in the space. Like it really does make a huge difference. And I also like what you said earlier about how it really, when we have all that clutter in our lives and our schedule in our home, it pushes our purpose to the outside. And it like, makes it so much harder to give attention and energy to the things that really matter. And so it's like, I don't know why it's so hard sometimes to feel like, oh, I just can't do it. I can't let it go. Like, do you ever run into those issues where it's like, oh, it's just so hard. Like, I can't let this go. How do you start like the disconnection process to start clearing stuff off your schedule, out of your home. I think most people struggle with the physical things because that is the mm-hmm. first step in the method. So the first experience they have with aligning their space with like the version of themselves they really want to be or the life they really want to have and the way they really want to feel day to day, that's the first experience they've usually ever had with doing that. Mm-hmm. So if any resistance is going to come up, it's going to come up in the beginning when you're not used to this. Typically, by the time we get to Unburdened, which is the program that's like the schedule routine part of the method, they're a lot better at it. Some of them are like on fire. They're just like, oh, (laughs) this is an obligation. No, pass. No, thank you. And they realize how much better they are in the world when they are prioritizing themselves because then they're a better mom. They're a better friend. They're a better sister. They have space for when life happens and things, you know, hit the fan, they're able to like respond instead of stress out and react and be bitter and angry because they're doing everything for everyone all the time. So they don't even have space to, for life to happen. So typically the most resistance comes in with the physical things in the home. And it's just this idea of like, but I spent money on this and let's look at this. Should you have, 
well, yeah, I mean, I used it. I really use it a lot. I just don't need it anymore. Okay, then it served its purpose. We can think and let it go. Well, or, or if they're like, no, I shouldn't have spent money on this. And that's my problem. Like I, I wasted, you know, $300 mm. on this thing that I don't even need. Okay, well, then we can take that as a lesson. Mindful consuming. And we can, okay, thank you for this lesson. I'm going to release this and like let someone else find this in the donation center and be so happy and so blessed by that. Sell it, you know, but you have three days to sell it. We're not holding on to piles of crap <laughs> that you don't need. Like we got to sell it. Um, so there's different strategies and different angles to uh, to handling the resistance, but most of the resistance comes up in the physical home. If somebody has really heavy, really deeply embedded people-pleasing tendencies, then mm. the resistance is in things that were given to them physically in the home. Oh, They're yeah. Like, what if my Aunt Sally comes over and I'm not wearing the sweater that she gave me that I hate that I'm actually, like, <laughs> kind of allergic to? They're, like, literally, like, won't let it go. So we have to do a lot of, like, decluttering is spiritual work. This is a spiritual practice. It's emotional wellness. And then those people are also the same people that really struggle with the calendar stuff too. A lot of people are in religious beliefs, which is fine. And they struggle with like, well, I, I'm a part of this group of people. I need to show up. I've always been the worship leader. I've always been the, you know, the caretaker at the Sunday school, whatever. And they really struggle. And so there's a lot of inner work that you can give. You can go and do things. You can support. You can be a part of groups of people. There's Plenty that I do that is charitable or a part of a group or I'm a part yeah. of an entrepreneur society and I speak there sometimes and it's not really doing much for me. I just do it because I want to help. So it's not like you're never doing anything helpful, but it's what is this doing to you and your family and, and are you good? Because if you're not good, you're pouring from an empty cup and you're going to burn out. Take it from someone who's ended up in the hospital with adrenal fatigue and from just literal exhaustion saying yes to everyone and everything to be perceived as nice, to be perceived as good because I was taught that that's what good girls do. Right. So it's, it's never about the stuff. It's never about what's actually on the calendar. It's about the deep inner work that is trying to take place because everything in your environment, calendar, physical, metaphorical, or otherwise, is going to be a reflection of you and either your issues or your your goodness, your good heart, whatever. But it's all reflecting back to us. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Gosh, like I'm just thinking back to times in my own life where it's felt so hard to let go of something. But as soon as I did, I was like... Why did I not do this sooner? I feel so light. I feel so free. And I, gosh, went through this time last year where I was so overwhelmed, so overcommitted, like doing a lot of really great things, saying yes to a lot of stuff. But I was burnt out, like physically exhausted, had nothing else to give, could not be a good wife, could not be a good mom. Like I had nothing to give to the things that mattered because I was saying yes to so many other good things. Right. And then you're so right about once you start the process, it gets, you get, you start to feel the freedom that comes from it. And it's almost addictive. It's like, what else can I let go of? It makes sense because you've been pushing and doing things for other people for so long. And that is not healthy. It's, it might appear kind and it might look like, wow, you're so helpful. But like, actually people pleasing is a selfish act. The only reason you're doing it is for people to think something about you that might not even really be the true you. It's okay to be the person that doesn't help with every single thing. It's okay. So yeah, it's, it is insane to me still to this day, how much 
everything that we say yes to, everything we say, everything around us, everything we allow in our lives in any area is a reflection of either like the good, like the good part, the light parts of us. That's like, wow, you're just a really generous person. That's amazing. That's reflected in you. Or you're kind of like, as they say, like your shadow self, or it's like, I'm just really, I'm really desperate for approval. And that's yep. healing, but I haven't healed it. So it's showing up in my calendar and my house. Like it's, it's so, in, it's insane how much reflection happens that we don't even realize. Yeah. And it's just, it's so, it's such a bummer to see that we get so comfortable and familiar with all the clutter and just the overwhelm of life. Like it's almost easier just to stay there because you feel like, I don't know, like maybe at the end of the day, you may get approval from someone or they might think you're really great for saying yes. But at the end of the day, like you really, you aren't even like, I just feel like we miss so many opportunities to say yes to better things when we're saying yes to a bunch of good things. We've got to like, clear out enough in our life to be able to determine really, okay, what is my best? Yes. How can I actually show up with purpose in the season? How can I actually give time to things that are worthy and not just like, Oh, I feel like I should, it's an obligation or whatever. Like it just in the big scheme of things, it does not matter. It's not worth it. No, it's not. And you will always struggle to make decisions like that, to make decisions at all, if you do not have clarity. So you have Mm. to be aware of your tendencies. Like awareness is the first step to change in every area and definitely in the method that I teach in each program. It's You have to be aware of your tendencies, aware of who you are, aware of why you do things instead of just doing them because you've always done that way. Why unconsciously do you tend to overcommit? Why Mm. unconsciously do you have a really cluttered closet that no one sees, but your house looks really nice. Like you got a Monica Geller closet and like, <laughs> why? why? Like it's symbolic. There's hidden mess. I don't care if I know that there's a disaster, but as long as everyone else thinks that it's very symbolic. So that awareness and then getting to where like, okay, like I want to get clear on what I want. I don't, this isn't working. So what do I want? And then aligning your space, your calendar, your business, your whatever, like there's, there's layers and levels to this. We start with the basics, like your home, your calendar, whatever. And then it's like deeper, like, okay, next level of your home. There's another, another program for that. How do we align? Let's bring in some feng shui. Let's bring in some, like the things you have, like your headboard, you literally hate your headboard and you go to sleep there every night. Why are you like, get rid of it until you can get a better one. Like, let's start aligning our things that reflect our value. Let's really connect with who we want to be and become her like in every area. So it's, it's deep work, but it's, yeah, it's, it's fascinating how much it's like, it's never about the stuff. It's never about the house. It's never about the calendar. It's never about the people you're obligated to. It's about you. Hmm. That is really interesting. Gosh, talk to so many women, especially moms who are feeling overwhelmed, who are feeling that lack of clarity and just what if it's as simple as taking a look at what you're holding on to like that's amazing yeah becoming aware so would you give us like the crash course of where to begin if you were walking somebody through this like what kind of questions would you teach a woman to ask herself as she's beginning this process and I know the full breakdown is in your book right um, for the physical space. Yeah. I, when I, so when I was getting my book deal, HarperCollins, I chose HarperCollins and they came to me and they were like, where do we begin? 
like, we're going to have to start with home. Otherwise the book is going to be like twilight, like, right. Um, (laughs) So yeah, with the home, but the first thing that I do, if I was like having a private client and she was like, I don't even know, it's not one area. I just, I want your help on everything. The first thing I would do is like, okay, let's sit down and like brain dump out to me, express in emotions, like tell me how you're feeling in general. Mm. general brain dump it out and I if I wasn't working with someone privately I would have them on their own journal it out so writing down like I feel overwhelmed I feel depressed I feel really stressed out I feel angry I feel resentful towards my partner for not helping I feel resentful towards myself for getting myself in this situation where this is the expectation that I do everything I feel you know worn out burned out run down whatever and then looking at that and like (sighs) This is a fact for me and it's not pretty. It's not what I want, but it is. So getting real Mm. with yourself. So again, awareness and then getting real with yourself. Then I would have them either tell me if I'm in person or journal if they're on their own. When you go through this list of emotions, I want you to draw a little squiggly line and right next to it, like what causes that specifically? When you look Mm. at the word, I'm stressed. Draw a little line to another piece of paper on the, you know, open the journal and the other paper, write out like what contributes to the stress, get specific. What you're going to end up with is one side of paper, just your dumped emotions and the other side lines attaching that are like, oh, my husband doesn't help me. My kids are so much. I'm, I'm, I honestly just don't want to be doing this anymore. It's going to be double paged honesty and awareness and being real with yourself and recognize this these pages are going to be your why for implementing change. Then what I would have them do is turn the page and start to brain dump solutions. So Mm. what could you, what could possibly be done about this? Like your first emotion, I'm stressed. What could, no, here's all the things causing your stress according to you. So what could possibly be done about this? Well, I could, you know, hire a housekeeper. I could ask for help. I could prioritize myself more. I could have the uncomfortable conversation with my husband and tell him that I need to support myself and delegate and not be doing every single thing myself. Imagine if you just had a mommy's helper come and hang with the kids while you deep clean your house with your headphones in and turn it into this like self-love-a-thon and you just clean your house. Have your mother-in-law come over and just put your headphones in and scrub your, like something, brainstorm. Whatever fits your budget, whatever fits your lifestyle, whatever fits where you're at, brainstorm solutions. And you start to shift from desperation to hope when you do this exercise. Mm. And then from there, I'd be like, okay, we're going to start with the physical environment. I see all your brainstorms about, well, I wish I had more plants in my house. My house is ugly. I hate being here. Well, my my calendar is full of obligations, but I can't get out of this because I committed. And you're going to start to overthink and panic. We're just going to do the ones that are your physical environment first then go into everything else. So it's one step at a time. And that's how, like when you go to my site, that's how the programs are laid out is we're just going to do baby steps, my love, just this first, then the next, then the, then you get to where you're like, oh my God, everything is clear. Now I'm like, my house is totally decluttered and it takes me 20 minutes a day to maintain it, but I actually don't really like it that much. Now we're going to go to the mm-hmm. next level and like, we're going to teach you how to decorate. I'm going to teach you how to shop your own house. So you don't have to spend any money and you can love your space. Like there's layers and levels of that, but it's, so it's overwhelming because it's all up here. You've got to get it out right. and just start brainstorming. Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. And I love that it is just baby steps because it is so doable. I feel like a lot of times when women have these conversations, it's like, 
I don't have the time to just sit down and redo my whole house in a weekend and like change my whole schedule. No, it's like, okay, what's one thing you can do today? I love in your book, how you like break it down by room and like there's steps in the process. Like you make it very simple to do and then it's easier to maintain as well. Like it can change everything. And especially because it is such a deep heart work too. Like you have to pace yourself on that. Like if you did, uh, I feel like if you did a major extreme like revamp over a weekend, but you didn't deal with the stuff beneath the surface, you'd wind up right back there again, like holding on to stuff, filling up your calendar because that's what's comfortable and you haven't dealt with everything that's underneath. So I'm sure it's just really cool for you now to see women who are implementing this and it's totally changing their lives. Like what are some of the coolest things that have come out of this, not only for you, but other women that you've worked with? Um, uh, forget me. You can, we can listen to that on the podcast. Babies being born because for infertility issues were cleared because of the lack wow. of stress on your system. Like a woman that had like a miracle daughter and the daughter's like six or seven and they've been trying to have a baby since she was, you know, six months and they haven't been able to. And then they finally get pregnant just because she cleared the physical stress. Um, like your central nervous system is like your subconscious mind is sending messages and signals to your body all the time. And so your central nervous system is affected when every corner you turn in your own house is signaling stress and anxiety. Baby, it can't be born in a body that's going through that constantly. Like it's not obviously like not the cure for everyone, but it's happened more times than I can count. And those are just the ones that have told me about it. Babies being born intentionally, like they were, didn't think they could handle another one and they, and they really wanted one. And now they're like, everything is so much easier. I, I can go ahead and do this. Able to um, quit their jobs and just realizing like, the childcare and the cost of everything. Like now that everything's so much easier to run, like they made so much money selling things. They're just able to like go home and start a business. Yeah. There's been some really crazy big realizations, like people realizing they just don't even want to do this whole thing anymore. And just like moving out of the country and living like a slower life. Um, people doing the opposite and like having so much space, they start a business that turns into like a seven figure company and they end up like moving to LA and getting like a TV show. Like I've had, I've worked with some really crazy people that have had some really amazing things take place because of the space they made for things to happen. Mm, I love that, which it's just wild to think about because for so many people, and I've thought this too, like what, what if my opportunity is on the other side of me just making space for it. And so I just, it's got to be so cool to just see how starting with decluttering your house, there's the most seemingly insignificant thing can snowball into this huge transformation that changes your life and your family's life forever. I think that's the thing is like the biggest theme that I've seen in myself and in clients and people that just take my courses that I never actually meet until they reach out. Like I have to tell you my story. I think the theme is whatever is like, I do believe that there's destiny involved and there's definitely free will and we create our lives and we make choices and that affects things, whatever. But whatever is like your purpose, your destiny, like what's supposed to happen it will come through because you are making space for it. So if that's mm -hmm. growing your family, if that's moving somewhere, if that's starting a business, if that's just being happier, whatever is trying to come through but can't because your, your life is so clogged up, it is able to come through because you made space for it. That's so good. So before we go, I always love to ask our guests, if you were sitting down with a woman who is just 
in the trenches of this, like just so overwhelmed, so depressed, so desperate, feels like she cannot even see the other side of this season of just feeling stuck. Like, what would you say to her? I would say, okay, I want you to do something that seems going to seem really silly, but I want you to go into your bathroom and I want you to get rid of all the old makeup, beauty products, skincare things, just all the crap that you do not use. I want you to declutter your bathroom. I want you to vacuum out the drawers. I want you to make this space completely free of clutter and aligned with you and what you need to start and end your day as an act Mm -hmm. of self-love. And when you're done, I want you to come and journal how that feels, how it feels to love yourself and take care of yourself and how excited you are to start your day in the morning and do your skincare and put your makeup on, whatever you do, tie your hair up in a top knot if that's all you do in a clean space that's literally created just to support you and start to journal on how that feels and then decide, just make the decision that that is what you're going to do every day until everything in your home and your life is designed to be in full support of you. And as you, as she begins to do that and she's journaling that journey, the inner work just happens. The physical Mm -hmm. work to align your home with who you really are and what you need is very symbolic. As you're doing that, you start to recognize things, you start to think through things, you notice patterns, and you're doing a lot of inner work. So that's what I would tell her. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really am just so excited to be able to share this time with you, this space with you. Thank you for sharing your story and just for everything you're doing to help women get through the overwhelm and the clutter and the stress so that they can show up and like live their life to the full. So we please let everybody know where they can find you connect to get your books, get your courses and everything. (laughs) Definitely. There's three books now. So there's declutter like a mother, be the boss of your stuff, which is the book for kids. Like I would say like age seven or eight to like 12. And then the planner, the Declutter Like a Mother planner just came out. So you can get those wherever you get your books. And then definitely connect with me on Instagram. That is where I like show up. I spend my time. I'm in my stories every day, just like sharing tips, connecting. I definitely check my DMs, go over there, just connect with me there. And then head to the website and pick your adventure. Like what do you need support in right now? And just, I'm, I'm, this is literally everything I do is to support women in simplifying and aligning with who they really want to be. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, friend. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the Byword Show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember, I am cheering you on.